0: This is Ryan from Out of Game, and welcome to another installment of Ryan Reviews. Today I'm going to be reviewing the game Release. Release is a trick-taking game for two to five players where you can combine two decks and play from two to ten players. So that option is there. So let me explain a bit about this game. So first of all, the theme of the game release is software development, and I'm just going to come out right out and say it. They went really deep with the theme in this game. All of the terminology used in the game, just for starters, is related to software development. So, for example, a hand of play in a game is called a release, a trick in the game is called an iteration, playing a card in a trick is called committing to the iteration. And whoever wins the trick is called winning the iteration. And there's even a section in here called iterating the iterations. So when you play this game, and I'm just going to talk about the two to five player game with the base set, because that, you know, that's what you get with one set of cards. So if you're playing three or five players, you play by yourself. If you're playing two or four players, uh, you'll play in teams. Now, I've only played this game. I've not played the team variant. So I'm just going to be talking about playing as yourself, not on a team. So the first thing to note in in the game is that there are three suits. The suits are numbered 2 to 13. And the suits are doors, fruits, and birds. Now, if you think about this carefully, and if you look at the pictures on the game for the different suits doors are basically windows fruits are apple and birds are linux of course they couldn't use those because those are intellectual properties so they went with doors fruits and birds another thing to note about this game that differentiates it from a standard trick-taking game with just a deck of cards is that all of the face cards 10 through 13 in the three different suits have special powers when you play them. And I'll go into those in a minute. Another differentiator with this game and other trick-taking games is that every round of play, so every release, using their terminology you have a different method of scoring. So there's a deck of 18 cards in here called a Tools and Methods deck. And each one of these cards, you flip one over the beginning of each round or each hand, and it tells you what the scoring will be for that hand. So for example, I have one here called Complex Requirements. So you get minus five points if you win exactly as many iterations as another player. So if you win j- as many tricks exact amount of tricks as another player you get minus five and you play this game over five different releases or five hands so you're gonna have five different scoring requirements or scoring methods during the game another one here is called deployment pipelines and i'm just kind of flipping these over randomly but this one says plus one for each card in your longest straight so all the cards that you collected during uh, the game by winning tricks you make your longest straight possible out of those cards and you get plus one for each Card in that straight. Uh, another one here is called Conference Experience. You get plus four for each 11, 12, 13 straight, but minus one for every two. And then I'll just do one more here Distributed Source Control. You get plus three for each three of a kind. And there's 18 of these. So every game, you know, you shuffle these up in the beginning of each hand, you flip one over, and that's how you score. So it makes playing the tricks or trying to win the tricks kind of interesting because you're not just trying to win tricks, but you're trying to collect certain sets of cards or might be trying to avoid certain cards so it can make it makes for some interesting gameplay other than that it's a straight trick taking game whatever suit is led you have to follow suit and then you know highest card wins the trick but i mentioned the face cards so the face cards for each of the three suits uh, are interesting and i and i want to note again on the theme here so the face cards Our actual people, I I guess they're software developers in the software development industry. This is where the theme is kind of beyond me because I have no idea who any of these people are, but I'm sure someone who's really into uh, software development might know uh, who these people are. So I have one here called Dan North. Dan North is the 10 of birds. And if any cards ranked two to nine of any suit were committed to this iteration, he ranks a zero. If not, he ranks a 14. So when you play him, if there's any twos through nines of any suit anywhere in the trick, he's a zero. Otherwise, he's a 14. So that can be really powerful. Kenji Hiranabi, the 11 of birds, After you win an iteration, you may reveal this card and then swap it with a card committed to that iteration. There's Gene Kim. This card ranks a half rank higher than the previous card committed. So even though he's the 10 of doors, when you play him, he really is just a half rank higher than the previous card that was committed. And then you've got Jeff Patton. At the end of the iteration, all players pass a card to the right. So, you know, each of these face cards has a special power. So when you're playing, those powers could come in handy during the game. So yeah, you just uh, lead a card. Whoever has the highest card in the trick takes the trick. At the end of the hand or the end of the release, you score up all the cards that you've collected based on the tools and methods, scoring card, and whoever has the highest points after five rounds is the winner. So first, I want to talk about the things I like about this game. I really like the variable scoring. I like that every hand you don't know, you get your cards and then you flip over one of these tools and methods cards and that tells you how you're going to score that round. And I and I like that. I like that every, every hand, there's going to be a different way of scoring in every game. Those five hands are going to be different. So I like that. I think that's a really kind of a unique and innovative thing that they've done with this game. I also like the face cards. I like that the face cards aren't just high cards, but that they have special powers. I think a lot of gamers like variable player powers, and this kind of gives you variable player powers based on whatever cards you start with. So that's interesting. And I like the tactical nature of the game. So I've mentioned many times on our podcast that... I prefer tactical games over heavily strategic games. Now, this is a little of both, but the strategy really only goes so far as that hand, because you flip over the scoring, you look at your cards, and then you kind of make a plan for that hand. So you, there's not really a ton of long-term strategy. It's, it's just the strategy for that hand. But then, you know, as the cards are coming out... Uh, You might be trying to not win certain tricks or you might be trying to play your cards in a certain way. So there's like a there's a hand management element to this game that kind of goes above and beyond the hand management of other trick taking games that I've played where you're trying to collect certain sets of cards, either in straights or whatever, or trying to avoid certain cards. And you have to be careful what cards you play because you're not just trying to win tricks, you're you're trying to score based on whatever the scoring card says. And that just, it makes for a unique hand every time, unique hand management every time. And, you know, as far as trick-taking games goes, there, there's definitely some innovative things here that make it an interesting trick-taking game. There are some issues I had. One nitpicky one is... The fruits and doors on the cards look really similar. I mean, there's only three suits in the game. Both the fruits and the doors are kind of rainbow colored. And at a glance, it can be just hard to differentiate them. So I I wish they would have just gone with a different color scheme for one of them. You know, the doors looks like windows and it's supposed to be windows anyway. But the fruits, you know, it also looks like windows. If, you know, if they're trying to make it look like apple... Maybe they should have made it more minimalist or, I don't know, maybe they're trying to avoid being sued by by Apple. But I I just wish they would have differentiated the colors a bit between those two suits, since there's only three suits. The birds are fine. They really stand out, but the, the other two really look similar. Another thing I would say is that the terminology in the game is a bit difficult. Even when I, you know, even when I was describing the rules just now, it was hard for me to say the words that they wanted, that they're using, you know, release instead of Hand and iteration versus trick, and then the cards you collect are called your artifacts. I understand what they're doing; they're trying to stick with the theme. and And, and this game is obviously designed for it's, it's targeted towards people who are really into software development, which is really a niche theme. Which I guess brings me to kind of my last quote unquote issue of the game is the theme. Even though I'm in IT, you know, I I'm more of support infrastructure type guy. I'm not a soft in the software side. I feel like the theme might be a little bit too niche here. Granted, I believe the company that designed this game actually is a software development company. So I understand why they did it this way, but I don't know that this is going to appeal to, you know, the standard or average gamer. This is really for a niche crowd of software developers that also happen to like trick taking or card games. So, I did enjoy the game. I understood the terminology because I work with a lot of software developers. And, you know, Chris and Tim on our podcast are both software developers. But props to them for just kind of going for what they wanted to do, making the game they wanted to. I still think that the game is fun. I mean, it's a fun, trick taking game. The mechanics are good, it's innovative. It is a clean game. You know, there's, I didn't have any major issues with the rules or I didn't think anything was broken, but the theme is real, is really thick. So you just have to kind of be ready for that going in and. If you don't want to deal with a theme, uh, once you get through the rules, you can just call them tricks and hands and just play it like a normal card game. And when those face cards come up, you know, you won't know who the people are, but you still understand the power. So just take that for what it's worth. But overall, I do think this is a fun trick taking game. Uh, It retails for $9.99. So much like Costume Party, the other game I've mentioned from Naturalist, I feel like it's a good price point. For this game it's just a it's in a little tuck box there's 54 cards there is a lot here for just a 54 card trick-taking game out of the trick-taking games I have that I've played I mean I would definitely play this over just the standard trick-taking games with a standard deck of cards. Uh, Any day of the week because the special powers, the different scoring methods, it's not my favorite trick-taking game. Diamonds is definitely still my favorite, but I think this one has a spot. I'm going to be keeping this game and I think I'll pull it out on a night when, you know, we want to play some card games and maybe want to experience something a little bit different. Or I might even take this to work and play it with my software developer friends and see what they think of it. So anyways, that's release. And as a reminder, this game is being given away in the contest that I'm doing for Costume Party. So in order to enter that contest, just go out to our guild... On Board Game Geek, you can get a link to our guild by going to our website at outofgamepodcast.com, clicking the Board Game Geek dude. That will take you to our guild. Look for the thread called Naturalist Games, and in there just post what is your favorite costume you've ever worn, whether that was when you were a kid or as an adult or whatever, what's your favorite costume you've ever worn at any time during your life? post that in the thread that will enter you in our contest to win this and costume party from naturalist games and the deadline for this contest is tuesday april 5th at eleven fifty nine p.m cst and that is when i will randomly choose the winner of costume party and release compliments of naturalist games thanks for listening everyone and i'll see you next time